Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another well-weighted episode of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. Yay! Well-weighted because you all waited so long for it. Yes, and it's probably going to be a big fucking disappointment. But anyway... And I'm fat. As, <laughs> as every episode... Well, that's not fat in every ap- episode, but anyway... <laughs> um, Most. <laughs> We're going to crack on because it's uh, you know it's very late for Susie now and um, it's getting later by the moment. It's getting earlier. Isn't that? I was going to say it's more early. It's more yeah, early true. than late. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we've got the the crew. The three of us are together. I'm Lucas. Uh, there's Matthew and Susie. So we're all here. We're all present, and we're going to kick straight into it because we haven't done a podcast now for two months and there's been some big games that have come out and we've kind of been playing some of them so thought you might like to know this yes. so we're going to start <laughs> oh sorry about taking two months uh, <laughs> things happen in life i moved house and like other things happened whatever yeah i've been crazy busy with my new job mm, so. me too which is good i guess yeah, better than not having a job. That's true. This is true. Mm. And Susie yeah. has a job now, and too. Susie has awesome. a job. Yeah. I do. Shit's crazy. I've been busy. <laughs> mm. We're all adults. Now let's talk about video games. <laughs> like children. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So, one big one that came out. I'm not sure if uh, Susie's had a much of a go of it. Battlefield 1. Yeah. You have? Cool. So, we've all oh, played yeah. it. Fantastic. I've been playing it on PC. Matt's been playing it on the PlayStation, and I'm going to have a stab in the dark here that Susie's been on the X-Bone. Uh, Wii U, actually. On the Wii U? Dang. Oh, what? That's still a thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I've been on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Motherfucker. I didn't even know that they brought it out on that, let alone it was still being used by someone. No, they, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I can walk right into that Fuck, one. They don't even yeah, have it on the 360. Good. Yeah, I know. Weird, eh? But anyway, they should have brought it out on the 360 and then allowed people to have backwards compatibility. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, So anyway, I, yeah, I haven't played it probably as much as Matt for sure. Um, he's been playing a shitload of it. But... Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing some of the campaigning and a little bit of, uh, you know, the multiplayer stuff. But I'm, I don't know. I wasn't grabbed by it. They did fix it, though, from the beta, which I thought was good. A lot of the shit that had major issues that we spoke about ages ago, um, they seemed to fix. Mm. And it's But more they fun. have also taken away some little features from the beta, which were useful and I don't know why they took them out like the medic request I don't mm. know why they got rid of that like when you get shot and you had the option to request a medic they should have kept that in yeah I think um, I mean when you die it tells you where the nearest medic is but I yeah. guess like if a person's a medic the thing that shits me off the worst is when you see someone who is a medic and they like the 
the distance, they're getting closer and closer to you and you're like, yes, yeah, someone's coming. And then they change and start getting further and further away. It's like, yeah. just fucking revive me. You're a medic. Get your fucking syringe out. That's one of the cool, <laughs> that's a cool little bit about Battlefield 1. I like how they have a, a syringe, like some dirty yeah. fucking syringe that they just go stabbing dead bodies with, like Bioshock <laughs> style. <laughs> No, I the I'll go one worse than that. When you see they're coming closer to you and you see five meters, four meters, three meters, two meters, one meter, two meters, three meters. <laughs> they, yeah. ran, they ran over me. Or you see them coming towards you and they get sniped right over your body. <laughs> Fucking snipers, yep. man. Battlefield is the worst <laughs> for snipers. But um so oh, yeah. I've got like a spiel written down here about Battlefield 1. Should I just like say it and then you guys can come yeah. in when you have thoughts? Yeah. yeah. We'll cut the mustard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So um, <laughs> for a start, Battlefield 1, for those of you who don't know, and like you're probably still ready, but it's set in World War 1. Um, I think they did really well in handling that setting. I mean, it doesn't necessarily... Well, I wouldn't have said prior to this that it would would you know work very well in a first person shooter, but they've managed to make a really fucking good go of it um, without it becoming some fucking glorified gun and run <clears throat> sort of mm-hmm. thing like all the other shooters out there are. You know, they managed to, especially like in particular in the campaign, and also um, when you first start the game, there's that opening mission where it just like teleports you you from soldier to soldier to soldier and they die and it says like their name Mm. with their you know yeah year they were born year they died and it just gives you this that that pissed me off a little bit though because you start playing it and you know you're trying to do your best but regardless you die yeah well that's the whole point of it though i know that i know like after you've done it you realize that that was the point of it but it seems kind of superfluous to have that where you know the the objective of every single game that you'll ever play is to survive not to just try and do okay and then die Hmm. well so i got a bit pissed off at that i was like fuck i was trying so much and no matter what i did or do i die yeah and yeah, but I, you know, I understand why, but it just seems counterintuitive to everything in me that is a gamer. Mm. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. Like you, you know, in setting the tone of World War One, they've got to do that and make you realize, like, before you get into this and have fun, just realize that people fucking died, no matter mm. what. Like hundreds of thousands, millions of people died in this fucking war for nothing, basically. Um, but then, like... Yeah, I, they, they had no checkpoints or respawning. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like nowadays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no drones Jeez. to drop fucking missiles for them. <laughs> um, but I think it does a really good job of setting the tone in, like, making you th- feel that kind of... I mean... I wasn't there, so I can't say, yeah, it's completely realistic. But um, you just get a, a kind of different sense playing it than you do with other shooters, I think, with the, you know, 
I don't know, just the overall kind of environment. Mm. It has a different tone to it, for sure. <clears throat> Which I think is really important for the subject matter. Um, yeah. Well, that was the one thing that we kind of contemplated even before um, yeah, I you know, remember the beta that. was, you know, how are they going to make it not glorified? Because it, yeah. it wasn't a glorified subject in any way. No. It was gritty and it was shit and everything about it was terrible. So, yeah. And they, they really kept a lot of that, which I think they did pretty well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, in terms of the campaign, um, have you played the campaign, Susie? Yeah, I've, just... played, I've played bits of it. Um, I haven't finished all of the war stories yet. Um, I've done Just three. on that, I think that's a really good thing that they did as well. Instead of having a campaign, um, they broke it down into different campaigns of the war. Mm. Yes. And they weren't that long that it took ages to go through, and you don't even have to do them. You can just kind of you know, do that opening cutscene one type thing we just spoke about. And then yeah. you can move straight on into the multiplayer if that's what you want to do. Mm. And you don't have to play them in order either. You do the first yeah. one and then the rest of them are there to pick and choose. You know, pick and choose at your own sort of mm. time. Mm. So like obviously for me I went straight in and did the Australian one. I did too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did them in order. Oh. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Just um, in case there was an achievement to pick up. <laughs> so basically, you did it in order. For those for those who are not following the the single player campaign in Battlefield One is made up of war stories. They're basically what is there six different ones? Six, six yeah, six, yeah, yep. six short stories with a different main character each time, from different nationalities in different sort of places in the world. Yeah, so like you've got a guy who's a tank driver in Germany and then there's a guy who's, there's a girl. She plays the girl. I don't think I've done that mission. There's one where you like, you're stealthy in the desert in like North Africa. Isn't that the Lawrence of Arabia one? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. But um, yeah, so there's a bunch. I didn't know he was a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, keep going. There was yeah, so it, it kind of changes up the classic single player campaign, which is cool. Uh, but obviously, multiplayer is the fucking mean potatoes of Battlefield. It is now. Yeah, well, Battlefield bad, bad company would have to be my favorite single player campaign from a Battlefield mm-hmm. game. But I think for yep. multiplayer, I mean, Battlefield One lacks the kind of major sort of landmarks and stuff like that from the previous games, like the giant satellite dishes and all that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. But the maps are interesting enough on their own and they look fucking amazing. Uh, Yeah, that's true. There's like a huge range of weapons to choose from and they all are like olden timey fucking ones. (laughs) Obviously, but they're all different too. They feel different and they act different and they work different. Yeah, you know, like exactly. A lot of games these days, yeah, sure, they shoot at different, you know, frame, like different rates and all that kind of bullshit, but they all just feel like a gun. You know, these don't particularly. Exactly. 
and um, that that would have been hard for him to design into it i thought definitely to to even just get the balancing right which i think they've done quite well i mean snipers are annoying as hell but the balancing seems pretty well rounded and the weapons although they're like i like them they they they're all in like interesting in their own way to use but it uh it avoids the whole like I said before, it's not so much run and gun as other shooters because if you just run in and just spray your fucking gun around, you will hit nobody because the guns are shit. Yeah. They're not as, you know, streamlined or whatever as guns these days. Mm. Uh, another cool thing is mustard gas, which you mentioned earlier, but like as a gameplay mechanic, it's pretty fucking cool. It works well, like, so if someone throws mustard gas, you need to put your mask on, otherwise you die. And when you have mm. your mask on, you can't aim down the sights of your gun, so you have to f- hit, fire. hit fire. Yeah, which just annoys the shit out of me, because I never hit fire, which is why I <laughs> suck. So, there you go. <laughs> which makes it kind of really good for the the weapon types as well, because some are almost useless hip firing mm. whereas other ones aren't as bad yeah it it all depends on yeah exactly the feel of that weapon and how accurate the actual weapon is and uh, how good your connection is that helps that's true <laughs> mm. um another thing that's pretty varied is vehicles i'm like i tend to gravitate towards tanks and planes in these games anyway because you're less likely to get sniped mm-hmm. <laughs> and um there's like what like six or seven different types of tanks and three different planes and then the horse and yeah it's they all f- are old school so the planes control a little bit differently to how they would have in the previous games um, you can you stall the engine in midair and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Have you guys used the vehicles very much? No, I not in multiplayer. Ten, um, I was gonna say I um, I have been sticking more to uh, operations rather than the normal rush or conquest or anything else like that. Mm-hmm. Hell, I even play War Pigeons from time to time, but. Um, I mean, since they finally patched it and released Hardcore the other week, I've sort of, I've been trying to play that. But since its release, it was all about operations. Definitely. Um, that is where the points are at if you can play it properly. And um, every time that I've been on the attacking team, as soon as that airship goes up, I fight for that pilot seat because I've had some killer games where I can pilot that thing and take the sectors and everything yeah, with it. I've, it's been fun. I've never managed to... I'm always on, like, the, the either the front or the back gun, and then you're just, like, oh. fucking useless. Can't shoot <laughs> anyone. There's some guy driving it, just, like, hovering over a, over a um, checkpoint, and then he just, mm-hmm. like, leaves right before it finishes. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? Dummy. Hmm. Um... The, yeah, the two new modes that you mentioned, War Pigeons and Operations, are fucking both really cool. I mm-hmm. reckon War Pigeons is funny. 
because it's just oh, bizarre. Oh, it cracks me up. It's like, so you've got to pick up the pigeon. There's two teams of what, eight, 12, something like that? Um, They're not I very think big. No, it's it's basically team death match with a little objective in it. Yeah, so yes. the objective right. is the first team to f- capture and release three pigeons wins. And so mm-hmm. a, a pigeon spawns somewhere on the map. You've got to go and get it. And then you need to hold still long enough. For if you hold still, it writes a message fast enough. Yeah. yeah. But so if you, you move, the time writing slows down. So you've got to rely on your teammates to try and cover you so that you can write a message, release the pigeon, and any marked enemies will have an artillery shell fired at them, which is kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. It's it's pretty fun, but annoying <laughs> as hell. Because if you pick up the pigeon and any enemies see you, you're like marked as the pigeon carrier, and they all run for you. <laughs> and your team <laughs> you is just get rushed. Yeah, your team is generally a bunch of useless assholes. <laughs> um, and then operations mode that you mentioned for like a quick mm-hmm. rundown of that. It's like uh, con- it's kind of like Russian it's conquest, conquest and rush. Yeah, mixed together. And then at the end of the main mode, you like go to another area and there's cutscenes in between and and that like kind of break down the historical bits and pieces of that battle because it's I'm pretty sure they're all based on real battles yes. like to an extent. Um and that's so, like yeah. a long form battle that's, you know, a good hour of battlefield in one fight basically. Oh, and the matches in operations can take a long time. I think I played through two maps in operations, and it took an hour and a half. Yeah, it was a really long time. It takes yeah, ages, but it's yeah. fun. And like you said, it's a good way to get points to win those battle packs as well. Oh shit! Yeah, like I know um, when I was playing the hell out of operations, like some matches. I think at one point I had twenty two, twenty three thousand points at the end of the round. That's then a I went and jumped into a, and then I jumped into a normal game of conquest, and I was lucky to get about eleven hundred. Yeah, <laughs> I normally play operations or domination, which mm-hmm. is basically just deathmatch. I think. Oh, it's not really. It's like capture the flag or something. It's like mini conquest, isn't it? <laughs> It's like domination and COD. You've got your three flags. Yeah. Your whole team picks it up. Whatever. I, I I don't like domination. I never really have. So yeah, I don't well, really touch it. Overall, the game I reckon looks awesome. Like graphically, it's awesome. The destruction of um, buildings and whatnot seems to be stepped up from the previous games. You can almost completely level buildings in this fucking game. In fact, you can literally level buildings when you have a tank. Um, it's it's nice that they brought that back, for sure. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, and, yeah, like I said earlier, I think it's probably the best that I can see of anyone being able to do a First World War first-person shooter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. There you go. That's Battlefield 1. Yeah. Hooray. <laughs> One of the things I just want to throw in quickly is the, um, the like windows and doors and things like that. Like having a sniper at the end of one map, 
and they'll open a window and shoot people and then close the window to reload. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's silly, but it's just a kind of... It's a nice touch. It's frustrating as hell, but yeah, it is a nice little touch that it's effective you can just sometimes. do that. Yeah, and I'm sure that that happened. You know, like, mm-hmm. why leave the window open? Yeah. Just close exactly. it and then we'll go to the next window and open that one and, you know, just mm-hmm. to confuse people just a little bit. And then it anyway. just fucking blows that corner blows of the building, the building up. up. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, That's window. so good. I love doing yeah. that because like, I'm pretty much always in a tank. <laughs> and then I see someone like open a door and you see that flicker of the reflection of their gun or whatever. Their scope, yeah. yeah. The scope, yeah. Yeah, you see that and then the wind, the door closes and then it opens again and you, you're just like, fuck you, mate. <laughs> Artillery <laughs> shell straight through the window. <laughs> anyway, it's a it is good fun. Game. I think yeah. that's probably my favorite battlefield for multiplayer. I wouldn't say it's the it's a game for everybody, because um, it is gritty and it is dirty and you know it's not as gorgeous as the game looks. It has a, a, a less than polished kind of feel to it, mm. which was the point. You know, yeah, but you know, that can take away from some people. And but anyway, from a gameplay perspective as well, like that. The need for discipline with your shooting your weapons and stuff like that. Like you can't just run in and spray your weapon and hope for the best. Mm. That kind of stuff also, I would imagine, would limit the uh, the people who can play it. I mean, yeah. all first-person shooter games generally require a level of, you know, skill concentration, <laughs> discipline, yeah. whatever. But yeah, it's heightened. Mm. I mean, it's. I think out of probably all the Battlefield games, it's one where teamwork is most reinforced with the gameplay to success. But you Mm. still have too many idiots out there that don't want to do it. You know, going back to what you said about the medics. um, You know, for me, I don't know if this this will be surprising to you guys or not, it's not my favourite. It's okay. You know, but... I mean, all the other Battlefield titles beforehand, like, well, there was 4 and Bad Company 2. I played the hell out of those games. Battlefield 3 was awesome too. It was all right. I actually have really no memory of playing 3. I know I did, but I, because I, you and I played years ago. Mm, but yeah, that was the one I, I played I have, the most. I have no memory of it. Like, I don't remember any of the maps. I don't remember it. It wasn't memorable, but... It's blocked out. <laughs> but for some reason with Battlefield 1, it's one of those games where I'll play a round or two at night and I'm good. I'll go and play something else for a bit and then, you know, I could go a few days without playing it at all. It's really strange. I just wish I had more people to play it with because, like, like you said playing as a team in the squad, the best games I've had in that game, the best rounds I've had have been where I just happen to be with a team who wants to work together and, and run around together. And you d- yeah. you just, you survive longer and you achieve more. So if anyone out there has Battlefield 1 on PS4 and wants to play it with me, <laughs> please do. Although I, I'm busy playing Watch Dogs 2 at the moment, so don't. But like whatever you can, <laughs> you can ask anyway to be nice. But anyway, we should move on to Titanfall Two now. Yeah, 
Um, I've been playing Titanfall 2. Um, have you been playing that, Suze? Nah. Didn't pick that one up? Um, no, I played the beta and that was it. Yeah. It's it's a good game. I'm I'm actually really enjoying it a lot more already than the first one. <laughs> it's a good one. game. Well, the first one was a real fizzer for me. Mm. You know, I didn't mind it, but it it was very, un, un, I don't know, appealing. There was something about it. And I know a lot of people actually really enjoyed it, but it didn't sell very well. And I don't think number two is selling very well either. Um, based on the fact that within a week or two, there was like massive sales on it and things like that. I mean, it doesn't help that it's Black Friday sales, but for it to be out of all the games that were on sale, all the new release games, it was like 35 bucks. I was yeah. like, yeah. fuck, you know, they must be pretty serious about trying to convince people to buy it. And I know a few people who picked it up, so mission accomplished, right? It's just yeah, shitty timing. Because so. mm. yeah, they dropped it within uh, less than a week after Battlefield 1. Call of Duty. Um, was, yeah. All the whole all that shit it's gonna it was gonna be overshadowed by those two games regardless. So Yeah, very true. Rookie era EA. Yeah, get your shit together. <laughs> but you know, the the thing that I liked about this one was the campaign. You know, they added an eight hour campaign to it. And Yeah, that's something else. They didn't yeah. have that in the first. No, none at all. And I actually found it good like it was a like it wasn't an amazing story or anything like that but you actually got to try out all of the weapons in the game you got to choose the ones that you know best for your kind of playing of the game um and it wasn't just um uh, it it was obviously an eight eight hour campaign is going to be more than just a tutorial but you did enough of every single thing in the game that you got trained up on how to do things. Like there was enough of the wall running sections. There was enough of the kind of, um, uh, I guess, there's like a, a few scenes during it where you've got to run and jump and then shoot something to make something else that you can land on and jump on or, you know, run across or whatever. Um, and it was almost like, uh, you know, like a, a platformer in that way during the game. And it just made it kind of interesting instead of just being a go here, kill that person type story. You know, mm-hmm. there was a few challenges that they threw at you to really get you to understand the mechanics of the game, which was great. And I played it a couple of times in a few hour lots and then today I finished the the campaign had a couple of games of uh, multiplayer multiplayer is um, there's not many people online which is a bit of a pain in the ass Um, there's like five six different types of multiplayer games that you can choose from and there was only one of them that even had anyone in a lobby. It's not even so, populated. It's reminds disappointing. Me of Battlefront after like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, which is a real shame. But you know, we already 
touched on that. <laughs> Bad timing. <laughs> um, but it looks good. The game itself looks really nice, and it actually plays pretty well. Like you can feel the difference between when you're a person and when you're in a, a, a tank or a titan in that case, um, mm-hmm. or a mech, whatever you want to call them. But uh, you know, there's different skills for your person that you can choose from. There's different you know skills and weapons, obviously, for the titan as well, and they all feel different enough. So, you know, I haven't played multiplayer enough yet to really talk about it. Um, and obviously only getting onto it today, it's been out for a couple of weeks already. And there's people that are just owning cause they know the maps. So, yeah. and you know, there's people that are getting ridiculous scores and then you're only getting one or two kills. But there was a cool thing that they, um, they have with the, yeah, you get, you earn money in the game for killing people or capturing things or whatever. And then you have to go to a spot where there's like a bank will open for a certain amount of time for you to deposit whatever you've just earned. Mm-hmm. Um, if you die, then you lose 50% of it. Isn't and, there like bounties or something, bounty hunter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically the same, yeah. So it's um, it's interesting because the banks will open and then people will run to them from both teams, mm-hmm. and you've got to be careful because it only takes you know three to five seconds to deposit whatever you've got, hold down X, and you're done. But within that time, you know, out of the ten times that I did it in the few games that I played, I've probably died seven times because <laughs> yeah. someone will run in and you're just standing there pressing X. <laughs> and they run in behind you, just go bang, 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 and you're dead. Um, so it's a bit of a and pain. They, in the and they'll camp it too. And they'll yeah. camp that bank, and it's annoying. Yeah. Well, I noticed that when I ran into deposit, there'd be like one of my team camping, and I'd die. And then they'd obviously know exactly where the person was coming from, and they'd just mm-hmm. open fire, and that person would die as well. But yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a bit of a douchey move, but it's kind of understandable. But it, yeah. it's interesting. It's um, you know, one of the things that I didn't like about the first one, the multiplayer in the first one, was there was too many snipers on some maps, um, not enough places to hide. So you could, mm-hmm. if you didn't know the maps all that well, you'd just get destroyed. And in this one, there's a lot more. Um, places to hide or, you know, things to run through that you can't really get sniped, which is good. So yeah. the, the map's pretty well designed in that way. And it would be hard to design a map where you have to think about a person and a mech that's like 50 times bigger than a person. So there's some, obviously, some bits that you can and can't go through as a mech, but there's still enough in the map that you can still you know, get around and do what you need to do. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. I, I'm actually enjoying it. That's worth, good. Um, worth a play. I don't know if it's uh, worth buying the game outright, but, um, you know, if you get a chance, like I'm sure they're going to have free weekends and shit like that. Um, so if you do get a chance to play it, give it a crack and see if you like it and then you can buy it but it's good fun sweet hell yeah mm. 
So Matt's been playing Mafia 3. Yeah, knocked it over. Uh, I will try to be quick with this one. Mafia 3. Mm-hmm. I played Mafia 2. It was fucking awesome. Uh, Mafia 3 is set in the 70s, so the soundtrack is like... Oh, it's like late 60s, I think. Anyway, or maybe it's the early 60s. Who gives a shit? It's fucking awesome. Did you even play it? Yeah. I, I, played, I finished it a couple of weeks ago. My memory's terrible, but... The soundtrack was like a standout to me in the game. Um, Just all great tracks from... Like, you just go, okay, this is the time period. Pick the best 30 or 40 songs from that time period or from a bunch of different music genres and just slam them all into one game. So driving around, listening to that was pretty fun. The story is supremely good. Um, It's up there as probably one of the better games for a story that I've played in the last couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's a big call. It's been a lot of games you've played in the last few years. Yeah, and there's been some fucking good stories in them too, but mm. the story in Mafia 3 is really well done. It's set in a town called New Bordeaux, which is basically designed around the idea of New Orleans. And uh, there's this whole big section of bayou that you can drive through with swamps and alligators that will fucking annihilate you if you go for a swim. (laughs) Um, The problem is, for me, um, I think they did a really good job in making the city and making the bayou and all that kind of stuff. It all looked really good and the time period was well handled. Um, The racial tensions of the time were definitely included. At the start of the game, it goes basically... um, there's a lot of racist shit in this game. We don't believe that, like, we don't think that way. We're just, we thought it would be um, un- unfair to the time period to not do it justice, you know, like, by by telling it how it was. Yeah. Um, so it's really accurate in that way, in the way that, because the main character is an African-American guy who's just come back from the Vietnam War. So um, basically, it, it has a lot of racial tensions, uh, political stuff like that, kind of in the undertones of the game. But um, that all just adds to how good the story is. But in terms of the gameplay itself, the the level design and sort of side missions and all that stuff weren't that outstanding compared to other games in that in the genre. Um, I mean, it was super fun to play. I really enjoyed it. I played it through all the way to completion. Um, But it could have been better in terms of the uh, the, the missions and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of the side missions sent you down to the bayou to, like, pick up a car and then drive it back. And that took so friggin' long. Driving for, like... You'd be driving for, like, five minutes... Wow. To get from the bayou to the city, and it's just like this is fucking boring. And then you get to the city, and you accidentally crash into a fucking river, or <laughs> get wiped out somehow, and you you have to go back and fucking do it again. So there was a lot of shit like that that was really annoying. But in general, the game was really fun. Um, I do not have much more to say on the topic it was a great game I think mm-hmm. it's worth picking up I'd give it like a three and a half to four 
drop bears out of five. Um, Not bad. So, yeah, in terms of as a game for the story, I would say definitely play it. But um, you could you could get frustrated with it. I can understand why people... There's a lot of people out there who are like, this game sucks, and I can understand where they're coming from. I think they're idiots, but <laughs> I can see where they're going from. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you like open-world sandbox games like GTA and stuff like that, it's worth trying it out, getting onto it. So, yeah. Cool. I'm pretty keen oh, to look enough. at it at some point. Yeah, and yeah. it's already quite cheap as well. Like Titanfall 2 wasn't the only game that took a dive in the price range over the last mm-hmm. weekend. Mafia 3 has definitely been dropping in price pretty quickly. Um, so I assume that's not selling particularly well either, but it is a really good game worth picking up. If you can get it for like, I don't know, 50 bucks, 50 Drop a fucking pineapple on it. Cool. <laughs> that's that's three. Go. We've done one, two, and three. So let's talk about Gears of War four. All right. Um, I've played I've, it. I've been playing the um, the campaign co-op mm-hmm. with my son. Um, bit of split screen going on. Um, and. Shit, it's Gears of War. There's, that's it. It's Gears of War. It, it it looks prettier than the other ones did, but it's still Gears of War. Nothing's changed. It's still like it's a game on rails. You duck behind shit. You shoot shit. You can throw grenades. It's Gears of War. You know, and yeah. there's nothing. There's nothing new about it at all. Um, that really makes a huge difference to talk about. It's Gears of War. Um, the story is kind of whatever. Um, and it's Gears of War. Fuck, that's it. <laughs> like, it's, it's great. I, I enjoy Gears of War, though, so it's good. I'm loving it. But, yeah, I, I don't know. There's not much, really that much else that I can say about it. I can't really... Uh, I can't really remember the other Gears of War. I mean, the other, you know, stories and all that kind of shit in it. Um, you know, I can remember the driving scenes and I can remember some of that stuff in this one. There's still things like that. <laughs> it, it just... It's Gears of War. And it's great. And if you like Gears of War, then it's much prettier and it is just Gears of War. So get it and fucking play it. And if you like Gears of War, you'll like it. I just I just finished it two days ago. Yeah. I started it. Took me ten hours. Did you think it was Gears of War? I thought it was shit. Yeah? I really did. Shit for a Gears of War or shit because it was Gears of War? It was really disappointing for me because wow. you play Gears of War for the story, and, and I thought really out of all the much. games, out of all the games, this one is probably there's very little character development. They wash over things. Oh yeah. Um, 
and I spent most of the game just being like, who the fuck cares? Mm. You yeah. know, and... It's like their focus had changed to the multiplayer. It, they did. They really didn't give a fuck about that campaign at all. And I think I said to Matt earlier, they should have just not even bothered with it. You know, left they that story to, alone with what it was in the three games because nobody gives a shit about judgment. But mm. just yeah. leave it at the three. Leave it as it was. Don't mess with it. And they fucking messed with it. And I guess, you know, while you're still playing through it, I'm not going to say anything as far as spoilers go or anything. I mean, you know, you probably get to the end of it and be like, well, who fucking cares anyway? But yeah, it just... Because I, I would be probably a good eight hours into it now, I'm sure. I think we've only got a couple of acts to go. And well, I'm already like, fuck, whatever. It I took me about really been 10... paying that much attention. It took me like 10 hours to do it solo. Um, mm-hmm. And even then, like, it kind of ends abruptly as well. Kind of right. like I was thinking there was going to be one more act to do. No. No, I just, just done. You know, they'll introduce, you'll see like old faces come back into it and you'll hear of people from previous games, which is, you know, nice. That's what it is. Um, They do have a throwback to the second Gears of War, and you'll probably know it when you see it. And just even the way they handled that in the moment of it was just like, bleh. You know, Mm. fans of the series will pick up on it, and then it's like they sort of pick it up to sort of be a nice little reminder and then they'll just drop it on the ground and, like, step their foot over it. Like, mm. whatever. You know, and I remember it's a bit of a shame with you guys. Talking about, like, just thinking of the homage in Uncharted. Mm. Yeah, like, that was that was beautifully done. Yeah. You know, that, that was story-driven, and to give it an ending the way they did was incredible. And, yeah, yeah you're right, there's nothing in this that, uh, it's really who gives a shit. It's very shallow. Mm. It's a very shallow story. Um, so much that even, yeah, like I, even at one point with it, I'm like, why the hell do we, like, who is this person? Why do we care? But mm. why, why are you here? The bantering between them all sort of throughout the game and it's existed in all of them. It's kind of, you know, there's a few moments of dialogue in it during combat and things that I sort of had a little giggle about, but then yeah, me you too. Know, after a while, it's kind of like uh, I you just I feel like I'm stuck with you guys and I can't mm-hmm. break away from it, and you're all getting on my nerves now. You know, the <laughs> sad like thing. Is, I mean, <laughs> fuck it. We we are better than Gears of War Four. Fuck that. No, but um, but it looks beautiful. It looks it's such a beautiful looking game, and that's, that's yeah. sadly, the cinematics in it are stunning. It's definitely one of the best I've ever seen. But they just totally fucked agree. with the campaign, and it just yeah. I got to the end of it, and I was just I was yeah I was cranky. So, and I'm cranky with it for more reasons that I can't really say for spoilers, but you'll, 
listen, Lucas, when you finish it, send me a message. We'll right. talk. Yeah, cool. <laughs> All right. You can vent then. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, sounds good. But, yeah. you know, it is, it is the mechanics, all of that shit is all the same uh, in my mind. Yeah, there, there hasn't really been any changes that make much of a difference. Um, if anything, it's probably slightly less frustrating because I remember in definitely one and maybe even two, uh, which they did fix when they did the remastering of one. Yeah. A bit to some point, but it just didn't seem as um, grabby when it tried to go into um, cover. Like I remember playing it fucking ages ago, years, like fifteen years ago, whatever it was now, and you just kind of went into cover, even though you didn't mean to sometimes. Yeah, and it kind of stuffed up the momentum and the play of the game, and they did fix that a little bit in the the remastering of it. Um, so it, it, you know, it makes sense that this one didn't quite feel as bad, but. Yeah. Well, that's what you'd sort of come to expect yeah. for a game that's been worked and worked for 10 years. You know, you would expect mm. those mechanics to get fixed and nutted out over that time. Definitely. Which yeah. is fine and everything else like that. I don't know. I would always take a good story over the engine, the look, mm. anything else. Like I could, you know... Fallout 3, as buggy and horrible as it could be at times, and it would just crash and it would cause problems mm. and you couldn't use autosaves and everything. Still yeah. one of my favourite games of all time. Yeah. You know. So it's it's a shame. And I know I said this on a recording with you guys, you know, months and months ago about this. I would never wanted to see Gears of War turn into, like, Halo or Call of Duty where – they're beating a dead horse for the sake of a name and a game title. And mm. I was worried that they were going to do this with four. And then I had really high hopes for it. And the reviews I was seeing were good and people were really loving it. They're beating a dead horse with it now. And it makes, it make, it does make me sad. It's because Cliff's no longer at the helm. And you can, you can t- kind of tell. Mm. It really, it, it's really noticeable. So that's that's just me. But that's, I don't know, we all get passionate about games that we enjoy and have been playing for a long time, you know. You know, Gears of War was always kind of my baby in a way. And, yeah, it's it, it made me sad. The hmm. wrong kind of, the wrong kind of sad, I suppose. And... You know, even at one point in the campaign, like even you've got like your little flashback sequences at the beginning, which I guess bring new players up to speed with events that happened over the other games because why the fuck would you play these games from a previous console yeah. now? Um, which, you know, was kind of cool, but at the same time I'm like, why am I doing this again? Um, and then it kind of goes to present day. And, you know, even playing it, it's like, where are the locusts? You know, like, where, well, like, um, okay, I'm shooting robot 
so soldiers mm. now. Like, is this yeah. infinite warfare I'm fucking playing? You know? Yeah, and it's just like the other the other thing with it is that I found is that pretty much takes all these elements and enemies from every other fucking video game out there at the moment that it really made it no different to something else other than it being third person. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. It really, I'm like, am I playing Infinite Warfare? Am I playing FIFA? Am I playing fucking Titanfall? Like, make up your damn mind. Yeah. (laughs) That's the only difference. There's no jumping. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You know, it just, it's very samesies. And, you know, I think Gears of War was kind of iconic because it was so different from everything else at the time. Mm. And there doesn't seem to be too many, um, like, of the the larger enemies, which it was always known for. Yeah. Like, there was always those boss fights, which were fucking epic. Mm -hmm. And it... There was a few, but nothing really, and they weren't hard. So mm, they're kind of strange. Mm. Yeah, it was like, oh, I remember this, and then you just started to remember it, and it ended. It was like, oh, okay. You use the hammer of dawn once, and it's in the beginning, and it's a flashback sequence. So it's like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, you need the hammer of dawn. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I used it once on two Reavers. There you go. Just call it something <laughs> else. Just call it something else. It's not Gears 4. It's something else, you know. But well, that's just me. We should move on before you start to cry. Well, that's yes, pretty just, much it. Uh, yeah, that is it. Mm. So I guess I'll go and cry for other reasons then. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Yeah, it is over. I played I played a bunch of PSVR games, but we don't have time to talk about it and whatever. And you want to play more of them before you do anyway? I played a fair few of them. It's pretty cool. It's probably not worth 550 bucks unless you're a fucking crazy Sony fan. Jeez. So it sounds like someone I know. Well, you might I was going to say, so yeah, therefore... I think I've heard his voice. <laughs> so therefore, it is definitely worth that much money. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we can talk about that more next time, maybe. Sounds like a cool. plan. Well, we'll wrap this up like uh, a Christmas present. Mm. Um, Thank you for waiting for another episode, listeners. Yes. We appreciate it. We're, sh- we're pretty unreliable. So, mm. sorry. We tried to be reliable, but we let you down. <laughs> like all the we're reliably unreliable. Yeah. Yes. Basically. That was the plan all along. <laughs> if you missed us, send us an email at podcast.dropbaygaming.com and let us know how much you missed us. And tell us to be more reliable. Yeah. Sure. All right. We'll try. Thank you very much. Right Thank you. Rock on. Yep. Catch us later. See ya. Bye. Bye.